Over at the Never Heard of It podcast, we've spent the last four years criticizing people's films and talking about how they could have made them better. Well, you know what? Now it's time to put your money where our mouth is. That's right. The Never Heard of It podcast and Night Shift Radio are making a movie. We are making a brand new sci-fi thriller called Somnium. Somnium is the tale of a brand new app, something kind of like TikTok, where people are able to watch others' dreams, everyone's dreams, anonymously across the world. However, our main character, Adam, starts to see dreams that look all too familiar, including dreams of somebody murdering him. So the question is, who is dreaming of murdering Adam? That's the question we look to answer in our brand new film, Somnium, but we need your help. We need your help in funding so we can pay the amazing crew and the amazing cast of this brand new film. Head to nightshiftradio.com somnium. Donate what you can, and if you can't, share with 100,000 of your closest friends. Someone out there is going to be a rich weirdo that's going to want to fund this film. So again, nightshiftradio.com somnium. Thank you so much, guys. We look forward to making this movie just for you. You're listening to Fight Jokes About Everything, a Night Shift Radio original. For more information, visit nightshiftradio.com, and thanks for subscribing. All right, guys, so here we are on the very first episode, and we are going to talk about, uh, I would say, the best thing uh, to happen to Star Wars uh, since Star Wars, basically. Uh, a new hope so um so the new the latest episode uh, of the mandalorian the season two season finale uh, just happened and oh boy did it reveal a lot now i just want to go off and say this is uh there is going to be major spoilers with this so if you have not uh, finished season two if you have not watched this episode um just as a warning i'm gonna spoil a lot of stuff so so this is this is your marker right now to go ahead and and stop and and go off and do whatever you need to do so the one thing about the mandalorian that i that everybody always brings up and everybody brings this up as like a point whenever somebody criticizes the mandalorian the very first thing they say is like well it's a western just a western film it's supposed to be like a cowboy series or whatever and that's all well and fine and i get that the idea is that it's you know he's he's a traveler and he's supposed to just kind of go from place to place very very kung fu style and like go to a town solve a problem move on to the next town i get it and that's totally where where the mandalorian you know kind of uh expands the star wars world better than most star wars films ever had uh was by doing something like this um so i i totally understand that but I have to admit season two and a little bit of season one started feeling like a little too like, sorry, Mando, but your Jedi's in another temple. Uh, and it, I was concerned that we were going to start seeing this uh, this same plot line over and over again, where every episode it was meet new Star Wars character, and everyone, you know, every Star Wars geek would be like, well, I know this person from Insert Reason. And then, you know, we would, you know, they would be like, hey, isn't it cool that we met this person and we know this person? And then, you know, we would never see them again, or they would, you know, show up later in the series or something. And which is all well and fine, but after, you know, seven episodes of it, it gets a little tiring. Now, mind you, this was my same criticism with uh, the show The Walking Dead, is that I felt like every single season, after about season three, it felt like every season was like, oh, look, we found this new settlement, and oh, there's a bunch of people here. Well, you know, maybe they're not crazy. Let's go ahead and try to build a society. Oh, shit, they're crazy. So, well, let's go, you know, fuck shit up, and this one's gonna die, and now we're gonna go off and and start all over again. And that's what every season kind of felt like. We went from the governor to Negan, you know, to the prison, to all these things, and it just felt like the same thing over and over again, and it got boring. And I get that the whole idea of these sort of shows is, is just 
mass character development and that's the idea like mando is a really great character because he starts off so stoic and he starts off so like no this is the way and you know my everything's you know uh, blinders on like i'm only just following the rules of what i've known but he kind of like lives through this existential crisis through the whole series where eventually you know again spoilers if you have not watched stop now okay you're good um where, you know, he he's like, my helmet doesn't come off for anything, you know? And then he takes it off like three times in, in season two. And in the very last episode, he takes it off, you know, so Grogu can see him for real and touch his face. And I think that um, that is great character growth. I love that. And that's not the type of growth you saw in those old Westerns. In those old Westerns, it was the same kind of character, goes to a town, solves a problem, and he's still just the hard-ass, you know, weather-worn person that he was at the start of the season or the show in every single episode. And there's never really any character change. It's just the same cowboy doing the same cowboy shit and then we move on. So so I think the thing about The Mandalorian that was great is that you start off with a cowboy and you end seeing someone who, you know, is a tried and true warrior and a hero. And you see that he's kind and you see that he wants to help people. And you see, you know, he has this sort of uh, father-son bond with with Grogu. And you see that develop over the series. And I think, you know, John Favreau, who, who wrote and, and uh, kind of created the show, just did an absolute amazing job. Um, so let's talk a little bit about season two. So we go across season two. We see we had uh, cute lizard people uh, of which Grogu just fucking annihilated their race by eating all of their eggs, which when you think about it is kind of messed up, but it was really, really funny. And everyone's like, no, oh, it's cute. He's eating the eggs. And I'm like, this is the last surviving uh, uh, embryos of this person's race. And uh, Grogu was literally gulping them like like candy snacks. It was hilarious nonetheless, but it was kind of horrifying. And I think... Uh, um, another great character development to remind you that uh, Grogu, uh, the creatures, the Yoda creatures, which I don't know if they have a Star Wars name or I think they're called Yodels or something like that. I don't know. I don't uh, Wikipedia, um, but they uh, they were kind of a, a crazy race, you know, very strong with the force. Um, but they uh, um, they were a little savage, just a little, just a little bit savage. Um but like, so we had our lizard people and then we brought in, you know, uh, Ming-Na, who was just absolutely great. I am kind of bummed though. I I always, so Ming-Na, uh, for those of you who are unfamiliar, she uh, originally was the voice of Mulan. Um, she's been in tons of other things since then. But most recently, I would say most of the Star Wars, Marvel, Disney universe knows her as uh, Agent May um, from uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, she was also known as the Calvary um, in that. And she's great. And she's a huge Star Wars fan. Like her and her family are huge Star Wars fan. Like they go there all the time uh, to Star Wars land when it opened, you know, and she's she's done some stuff. And I, I really did want to see her as... Um, as, as a Jedi, uh, but I thought that her character as the assassin was just really cool. And in the end of the series, we see her go off with Boba Fett, and we learn that there's going to be a brand new series called The Book of Boba. Um, and I think that's amazing um, that we're going to see Boba Fett and, and Ming-Na's character kind of take over the job of the huts layer on Tatooine. And I think that's pretty awesome. So I think that could be really cool. I'm not entirely sure what that's going to look like, uh, from, from like a content standpoint, because obviously it's, you know, it's going to be them being gangsters, which is still cool, but it's kind of them running, a uh, running like this underground mafia, um, 
you know, now that I've talked about it, I actually think that's really cool. I think it'd be really cool to see Boba Fett just like run a gambling ring. Maybe he'll cross paths with, maybe that's how they're going to cross paths with Obi-Wan. No, Obi-Wan's dead by this point because this is after Return of the Jedi. Um, yeah, because that's the other thing. Is So so this, this whole series takes place in between Return of the Jedi and um, The Force Awakens. So all of this is happening between the time that Darth Vader falls and Kylo Ren rises. So, you know, something that we bring up is, you know, the very end. So we're going to talk about the very end of season two is we see, you know, so so the whole plot line of season two was, you know, we finally get to Ahsoka and Ahsoka's like, look, this kid's awesome. You know, she he's great, which by the way, awesome that Ahsoka is getting her own series because that was kind of like one of those things that the films, they kind of like retconned that, like they went back to the Clone Wars and was like, Oh yeah, and like during the Clone Wars series, like they created this really awesome character of Ahsoka who, you know, trained under Anakin and then, you know, once Anakin kind of turned, she went off and just kind of was a Jedi all by herself kind of doing her own thing. And then the movies kind of came and they were like all the Jedi are dead and everybody who had watched the Clone Wars show was like really but not all the Jedi. I mean, there's like maybe one or two that are still alive. And that's when we learned that Ahsoka is in fact alive. She was in season two of The Mandalorian. And the idea was, is that Mando was trying to find a Jedi because he understands that Grogu has the force. He's very strong with the force and he's trying to get them with a Jedi because he's like, look, this is, um, this is the one that, you know, we, we need to get him with someone who's going to, you know, with his own people so he can he could be with the Jedi and go off and be be a Jedi, basically. You know, he's he's going to go off and, and do what he's supposed to be doing and learn to, you know, use the force and whatever. And so Ahsoka's like, hey, it's not me, but if you take him to this rock and throw him on this rock and then some magic shit's going to happen and then another Jedi, because uh, surprise, there's a shit ton of us alive, just kidding, uh, is going to come and uh, take him and and maybe they'll, like, you know, play daddy or whatever. And uh, so, so he eventually gets to the rock, but this is where he meets Boba Fett, you know, and then Boba Fett, you know, tells him, oh, hey, I almost got digested by a giant vagina in the ground. And he's like, cool, that's gross. And he's like, yeah, uh, anyways, uh, what's up, dude? And so they decide to kind of join forces. And it's all part of this larger scale thing where we see, you know, a, a Moff Gideon who who has been the looming bad guy. He actually has a dark saber, which is pretty much just like a lightsaber, but a dark saber. Not exactly sure what the what the the physics or mechanics on it. Someone much more smarter in Star Wars uh, than me can probably explain it to you. That's not why I'm here. Uh, but so so there he steals the child at this point and takes it and. And, and that's been kind of the looming threat this entire time is is the Empire and, and Moff Gideon want the child's uh, blood because they want to study it. They understand that that the child is uh, full of the midi-chlorians, the ones that, that uh, hold the force. And so our understanding is since this takes place during the time uh, right after Return of the Jedi and right before uh, the First Order, our understanding is that they're using this blood as part of what they're going to do to clone, um, to basically infuse the clones uh, of, um, of of Palpatine to, to create Snoke and then eventually the clones of Palpatine. But they need kind of this blood to like kickstart it. I guess. 
I don't know, unless there's some sort of like crazy other plot that's going on, uh, this seems to be uh, the general idea of what it is they're looking to do. Um, so that's that's where they live. That's that's kind of the thing of what they're doing, and that's the overall plot. And again, in the end, he does the rock thing, and it calls out, and you don't know if anything happens. And he gets to the end, and you know we see him take his helmet off, and he learns the nickname of Brown Eyes, um, which you know is uh, I guess it's cute, but I mean it's Robert Rodriguez, and he's gorgeous, so it doesn't matter. Um, but then at the very end, we get our amazing scene. Luke Skywalker shows up just as they rescue the child. They're stuck with Moff Gideon. You know, they've just captured him. But there's all these dark uh, Iron Man, I mean, uh, clone troopers, uh, robot clone troopers. So basically, the in the series, they created these droids that are just super strong. And they've got crazy strong, like, Beskar armor. And they're the ones that are going to, you know, fight the war again. Which is interesting because we know that this takes place before the first order. So at some point, either they have to acknowledge that those things go away or they have to explain and retcon why the First Order doesn't end up using them. So, so that's like a whole thing that still needs to be fixed because if these, if this, this robot army still exists in this world, we still have to figure out how they go away because we haven't seen them for episodes seven, eight, and nine. So that's, that's the catch of that. Um, but, uh, maybe we'll get an explanation or something. Maybe dude. Um, so, so Luke Skywalker shows up and it's very reminiscent of that scene from Darth Vader in Rogue One. At the very end of Rogue One, we see Darth Vader in the hallway and it's the scene that leads up to the very first scene of New Hope where he finally enters the doorway. We get to see Darth Vader actually be Darth Vader and, you know, he kills a whole bunch of rebels. You know, he's got his lights, everything. It was very cool. And instead we see a hooded figure um, show up in an X-Wing and he just tears through these, these droids. It was... It was really amazing. I'm not gonna lie. It was I I uh, absolutely shed a tear to see Luke Skywalker back and just be a fucking dope Jedi and just cut down people like it was nothing, like in his prime. You know, it made me really excited to see the Obi Wan series because I feel like the Obi Wan Kenobi series is going to be very akin to Mando. It's going to be him, you know, on uh, Tatooine, just doing, you know, just kind of being like no, I'm going to mind my own business. And then being like, fine, and pulling out a lightsaber and, you know, cutting a dude in half and then being like, I was never here. Good day to you, sir. Um, hello there. You know, like that's that's what the Kenobi series is going to be like. And I'm excited for it. I'm down. I fucking love Ewan McGregor. I love the idea of Kenobi on, on Tatooine, you know, maybe with a long, young Luke Skywalker kind of protecting him. Uh, I think it'll be interesting. Um but yes, we see Luke. He cuts down everybody. You know, he gets in and he was like, sup kid you know and he he you know he takes the kid and off they go and uh, i was it was a good ending and i liked it and i don't know uh i was a really big fan of the series i i had my doubts kind of halfway through i really was concerned that we're going to start getting these jumps of like it was just going to be the same thing over and over again and i'm really glad the way it turned out um so let me know what did you think of the mandalorian what did you think of how the season uh played out um, I, I, like I said, I think it was great. I think it ended really well. Uh, you know, seeing the, the Boba Fett thing at the end, seeing Luke, you know, Skywalker show up and be an awesome Jedi seeing, you know, the Mando's face, he took his helmet off for, for Grogu. And it was, it was, you know, a touching moment. And it was just, it made me really like feel for them. I really felt for them. And it was, it was good. I think everything went, went off.
off really well. So again, let me know what you thought of The Mandalorian, the latest season. Um, you can at me on Twitter at the Michael Fight, the M-I-C-H-A-E-L-F-I-G-H-T. Um, of course, you can hit me up on Instagram as well. It's just Michael Fight there. And of course, if you have any more uh, thoughts and you want to submit something, you can go to nightshiftradio.com uh, and there is a submission form there. You can reach out to us if you want to talk about this show, uh, The Mandalorian, you want to talk about anything else or you want to see any of our other shows, nightshiftradio.com. Really great place to go to see uh, everything that's happening within the network. So uh, what do you think, guys? What did you think of the first episode? Let me know. And while you're at it, leave a rating and review. It'd be super helpful. Anyways, thanks for joining me and we'll see you Wednesday.